everyone, good evening. Hi. We are now on episode... 98. 98. We were just having a debate whether we should have seasons. We've got like season one. Yeah, we're thinking of getting to 100 and then just having a week off. Which and sounds really again. lazy. Well, no, because we're doing a live challenge that week as well. Yeah, so next <laughs> Monday we're doing a... So it's Monday the 5th today. Monday the 5th. Jesus. March the 5th today. And yes. on March the 8th yes. we're doing the... Big live five day challenge and everything else. So yes. we're thinking of taking that week off for the podcast. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Not sure. Right, so what are we talking about it's today? It's nice to have a season. Well, also the 8th of May is International Women's Day. Okay. So um, today is about that. And about... This could be the most controversial episode we do. Like, we've got it to is. level 98, and this could be... So, basically, we were having a bit of a debate. So, we're slowly prior. building our followers, and then they all disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm listening to them. So, it doesn't help the fact that we've had a really good week this week. There's, like, um, there's been some positive news happening. Well, there's four there's... big things. None of them have landed quite yet. It's a lot of positive noise. And it's yeah. the first bit of really positive noise we've had in 12 months. Yes. So, um, potential contracts for those, that we've got. So. Yeah, for so for those watching, <laughs> you might be thinking, "Oh, Lee and Kate have got nice new coffee mugs they're drinking out of." Well, it's the evening, and we're drinking some <laughs> random bubbly. It's not random. This was one of my birthday presents for a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. So some <laughs> random bubbly. So whilst we were pouring out this random bubbly, we were. Um, I sound very English. Random bubbly. Random bubbly. <laughs> um, we were having a bit of a debate because it's, what did you say it was? It's International Women's, Women's Day on the 8th. Uh, International Women's Day on Monday the 8th. So, and it sparked a bit of a debate and you said, do you know what, we should just do this as a podca- podcast yeah. episode because we've both got s- quite strong opinions, I'd say, yeah. like that are contrary to the, the the normal narrative that you see on the media and everything else. Yeah. And, um, and I, I was going to apologise for it, but I don't think we have anything to apologise for yeah, in terms well, of that respect. Yeah. It's just our, so just as a caveat, this is our opinion about what should we call this episode? Because it's going know. to be a bit of a random you're, rant. You're still being very English. I Am should apologise for this and I should apologise for that. <laughs> what happened to the American freedom of speech? Rah, 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 rah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can tell we've had a couple of glasses of bubbly already in our coffee mugs. Um, okay, so how this came about. How this whole conversation came about was because you you were asked to do to go and take a photo. They, um, someone was doing a campaign to celebrate National Women's Day on Monday, on Monday the eighth. Inter- yeah, inter- sorry, International mm-hmm. Women's Day that's coming up on Monday. And you were you were asked this evening mm-hmm. uh, prior to doing this podcast. You were, you asked Kate, would you mind? Going off, taking a photo of yourself with your hand held up to show your support for International Women's Day and changing your profile picture. Because it, it, it's a challenge, it's a thing called I Choose to Challenge. So you're challenging um, prejudice and being, um, you know, overlooked and restricted and all these things that supposedly women are subjected to. Right. Um, but it's more than that because I, I've been um selected for an article for uh, an online publication that are doing a a feature on women in tech um for international women's day and as part of that they asked me to answer a bunch of questions normally when you get that kind of um article request 
you know, the questions are centred around what you've kind of achieved. But yeah. this was much more about International Women's Day and kind of things like, you know, um, how do you feel things have changed over the last decade or whatever? Um, what's your advice for women entering the tech industry? Um, uh, what would you like to see in the future? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so... And and I as I started kind of typing out the answers, I didn't really know what I was going to say. I just yeah. kind of started typing my thoughts, and and it kind of crystallised those thoughts that I'd I'd never really paid all that much attention to, and so my thoughts on it are. Well, hang on. Before you say your thoughts on it, drum roll. <laughs> can you explain? Because it's better coming from you than coming from me. Because I I see it as a male yeah. looking at it, right? Yeah. But we're both reasonably on the same page yeah so, we are on the same page um, but what's the, the there was a clear narrative that this publication the, the way the questions were worded it, it supported a very specific narrative well they all right? did that, that wasn't exactly So, unique. but I think before you describe what your thoughts are you should explain what that narrative is well it's all about the like women don't get equal pay and um, you know, women are passed over for opportunities. Uh, and there was a thing with Rob Moore recently um, that uh, he, there was a comment. So he's like a, because there's a lot of people that don't know who Rob Moore is. Yeah, so he's, he's like a, he's, he's a kind of pseudo public figure. He's not a very big public figure. He is in he's, the marketing world in UK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and he's, he's got a reasonably high profile. But he's a brand personality, personality brand. Yeah. yeah, he's a yeah, uh, he's a marketer yeah. predominantly uh, with a specialism in property. Yeah, well, it, it got a bit well, and a very big podcast actually. Um, okay. The the disruptive entrepreneur is his podcast. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that that kind of came about because he's got a close business relationship and, and working like friends relationship with Shah Osman, who's also a, a very big personality in the in the UK. Um, MBA she's got and stuff for her services to business, and. She was hosting a room on Clubhouse, which I can't remember the title of, but it was something to do with women in business. Right. And then there was a comment from him, but it was actually out of context. This was from years ago, but somebody, right. I think he pulled it in um, to discuss, I okay. think. It wasn't actually him making that comment, but he had previously made this comment years before um, that, interestingly, it's women that cancel on his podcasts and rearrange and all right. of these things and that if women want to be seen as equals and they need to act as equals and all of this kind of stuff, which obviously was extremely controversial, yeah. which is kind of why he did it. Um, where was I going with that? Yeah, because it because it's there's a there's a uh, creating scandal or creating noise and upset is is a great way of getting eyes yeah. on who you are. So that's why that's why you see some of these um, provocateurs they do yeah. so well because. Yeah. They know, okay, I'll just drop this little grenade into this group and I'll be talked about all yeah. the time. But but personally, I... Uh, well, then it was funny because straight off the back of that, I got a female cancel on our show. It was, was literally within minutes. Yeah. Like, you were literally talking <laughs> about that, that, really? that thing. And then within <laughs> minutes after, you, we got an email because it, it was a female guest. And within minutes afterwards, that, that this female guest emailed to say, We're, I'm not going to be able to attend, can yeah. we postpone? Yeah. And I was like, well, that was <laughs> a bit strange. It was just a bit ironic. But, um, but, but rightly so, in a way, because I do, I do believe that women have more to juggle than men, but I will come back to that point. But my, my point with International Women's Day, and, and not just that, but women's groups, 
um, women articles, you know, um, that you're often required to be a woman to talk about this and women's magazines and all of these kind of things. Um, there's absolutely a place for all of this. And I agree with having an International Women's Day and I agree with having women only uh, Facebook groups and let's support each other in business because we've got this, our own perspective on it. But you should also have International Men's Day and men can have their own groups. It shouldn't be a, why should only women have this thing? Because I personally think that belittles the whole process. It's yeah. like, why do we need a special day over men? And why do we need special groups and special awards? So like, you could, like the Women in Franchising Awards. There's no yeah. men in franchising awards. There's no. only a women in franchising awards. Yeah. And, and women in business awards and all sorts of things. And don't get me wrong, I love that these things are out there, but I, but I don't understand why there's not the male counterpart as well. Yeah, I think they're great because they, I think any group that allows people to have some synergy like that the, the, the can easily interact with yeah, and feel they have commonalities. Yeah, exactly. yeah, whatever that is. It could be, oh, I like to wear pink jumpers every Thursday. Yeah. Oh, we're part of that group. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, that, I think that's important because we all need to feel that we're part of some form of community, right? That's, and community is what drives us as human beings. Yeah, That's a really important thing, right? But the, the problem for me as a white male, adult male, if I look at it from my side of the coin, mm. is the narrative suggests two, two things to me, right? One, it's a backlash against a, 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 a supposed oppression, mm -hmm. okay? So... And I'm not going to get into the politics of, uh, of that or into the drama of all of that because it's not for me to speak on that. I have to do something. Oh, is my collar sticking out? <laughs> it's driving me mad. Okay. <laughs> doing a podcast with your wife. <laughs> what are you doing, Lee? And by the way, there have been instances just before the podcast that Kate has literally plucked one of my eyebrows. <laughs> so, You're not supposed to tell people that. Uh, <laughs> it's weird how your eyebrows grow as an older man. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> random. Um... So the point is that it's that, to me, it, I interpret that is, well, that's almost celebrating a weakness when there isn't a weakness. Yeah. Like, the, the, where it's like, okay, we are fighting the oppressed because in some way, shape or form, we have to come together to fight this oppression because otherwise, if we're not together, then we're too weak to, to oppose that supposed oppressor. Yeah. But the reality is... When we do business, I like both of us have exactly the same philosophy, which is it really does not matter what sex you are, what race you are, what age you are. It, that none of that matters. It's like, are you capable, competent to do the yeah. task in hand? The rest is irrelevant. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. And in our franchise network, a smiley booth, a photo booth hire company, um, we like. We have people of different races. We have people of different sexes that are and running franchises. And different, and very different ages. It doesn't matter. It's like, are you capable and competent? And to me, um, I, I think it's great that there are communities, but to, to suggest that it's in, to oppose some form of oppression in a, world, in a, in a climate where you don't... Where, I personally don't, and I know I'm a white male and everything else, but I'm married to a woman <laughs> yeah. 
who you haven't necessarily seen those no and i and i might be i'm not unique in that but i might be more unusual in that i mean i've definitely had you know the sexist comments and and um you know the when you take your car to a garage and you, you know where's your husband and that kind of like I've all had all of that stuff but to be honest I normally just feel sorry for the people saying those things like oh bless <laughs> but, fundamentally the individual's a muppet yeah that's what right? I mean yeah, that's, that's exactly. the reality if, if if you're dealing with an individual that's trying to frame you with some caricature yeah then you're right that it's their loss yeah. it's like it's their limitation yeah. it's got nothing to do with you no. and I think that's that's part of the problem, and I, and I and I think I don't. I've always wondered if I'm unique in that because I had a, an unusual upbringing for the time. Again, things have moved on, and this isn't the case so much anymore. But when I was a child, my mum was the breadwinner, um, and she had um, multiple businesses throughout my childhood, and, and she ran a, a pub and a restaurant with my dad. Um, she was a music teacher. She was a gigging musician. A very male dominated industry, um, and it. And that was that was normality. I didn't see anything different until I kind of got to my teens and everyone was always like, what did your dad do for a living? Never mentioned your mum, you know? Yeah. And um, the phone would ring and it was always, can I speak to your father, please? It was never, can I speak to your mother? And, yeah. and it suddenly, as I got to a teenager, I thought, mm, something's not quite right. But these are... So, okay, it's going to sound a little bit like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. So they're, they're social constructs in that, in terms of in the forming of conversation, mm. right? So i.e. people want to communicate in a certain way with somebody else in the most appropriate, polite and efficient fashion, mm. right? So they're going to go by what they're familiar with. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that, that they think something is right or wrong. It just mm. means that that's the most, that's what they're familiar with, used to and, yeah. and everything else. And when we were growing up, because obviously we're now in our 40s, yeah believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I've only just joined the club. Yeah, exactly. In our younger days, it was very much male, fem- yeah. like male dominated. And, and I mean, my mum was at home. Yeah. And in fact, the concept of um, the man goes out to work and, and uh, the woman stays at home looking after the kids and everything else. Yeah. It wasn't because my mum was oppressed. My mum has never suggested that she was ever oppressed. It was an agreement between both those people that that mm. was the most efficient way to raise the children and to build a family. But, uh, but it is a very individual thing because I, I remember um, friends of ours when we just got married um, that came to stay with us um, that, that had also got married at a similar time to us. And at the time, I was earning more than you. Yeah. And I remember he had a real issue with that. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't let my, my wife earn more than me. No, I, no, that's just not right. And I was yeah. just like, why? Why? It, it makes, doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, so I, I get where the whole International Women's Day and all of these things come from. But my point is that, you know, if, the, if there's a, a, a pro-gay group or, you know, um, LBTG group... That's that's great, but then have a straight group as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and if there's, it's got to be right for it's got yeah, to be if if it's a, right for one. It's right for everyone. Yeah, if there's a black group, have a white group. It's like what what and if there's a white group, why would they be assumed that they're doing something awful just because? Which yeah. is a, a lot of the time. So, I I I think that that's where my my annoyance with it lies. Like, 
there's a ladies in business in France group that I'm part of. There's not a men in business in France group. It wouldn't be allowed. No, it would, there would be out, outrage about it. And yeah. the same with all the other groups I've just mentioned. I mean, there are things that are male-led that are very traditional that people don't challenge. Like the Masons yes. in the UK yeah. is a male-dominated thing. And I remember yeah. I got invited along to our local village. What was that called? Round Table. Yeah. And that was a male-led thing. So yes. those male-type clubs... Yeah, I suppose you do have do that. ...do exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but they probably don't shout about it as much as no. the other things, or it's no. not celebrated as much. It's, so I suppose the point is that when I look at the male clubs and all this kind of stuff, and maybe that is an element of privilege, right? So when they talk about certain aspects of society have a certain privilege because they can they can function in a way without asking permission or fighting against something. So that in of itself is some form of privilege. And I, I get it. Like, we, we shouldn't take that for granted. Um, but so, because whenever I, like, I've got family members that were in the Masons, for example, mm. and there was never an accept, uh, uh, this thing of, oh, we're, we've created this because... We, we had some issue in the past. It's no. like, no, we're here because we're, we want to be together and yeah. this is our community, yeah. right? Um, but I do see that that's, in today's world, in 2021, that's how we should all be thinking yeah, about these yeah. things. It's, it's, like, it's absolutely appropriate and important and necessary for us to be identify, identified and contributing to uh, in communities, in whatever we want to label those communities yeah. as. They do have, um, you just made me think actually, on Twitter, you know, obviously we won um, Small Business Sunday with the Thesis competition. Yeah. There's a Women on Wednesday, um, Jackie somebody right. competition. There is a Men on Monday. Oh, really? Um, and there's a Queens of competition. Right. Uh, I can't remember what it is now, Queens of something, and a Kings of Right, so, that, so that, that they is, do exist yeah that is changing the, the dialogue a little bit but the reason why this got a little bit and this is the reason why I was a bit concerned about doing this episode is because we were getting into a bit of a debate about okay well why is this why does this cause a problem for us personally because we've got no issues with groups celebrating events or anything like that in fact I think it's a it's a necessity of what it is to be human. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like community and celebrating certain things. If people have been, have gone through challenges or if there's, if there's recognition of previous oppressions and everything else and we've got to celebrate the fact that, or we should celebrate and recognise that, look how far everybody's come. I think that's a super important aspect of society and yeah. being human, right? The thing, but we were trying to work out why are we uncomfortable? And the reason why I think we're uncomfortable, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes... One of the things that we talk about a lot is kind of your pers- own is is your own personal development and and your own personal strengths and your own and and that there is no um, uh, utopia mm. for anybody. Like there is the the way life works is you're all going to go through some version of hell at some point mm. in your life, and and that can be in the form of some like larger narrative of oppression or it can be in a very far smaller version of oppression through a narcissistic parent mm-hmm. or whatever it is like we all go or, or other half or whatever it is like there's always gonna that like everybody's gonna go through some version of hell but it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to def- like be your permanent crutch and the defining yeah. factor of who you are 
as a person. Like adversity is something that we should all embrace yeah. and learn from and grow from. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, there's lessons in adversity. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that there's, there isn't societies and culture, like culturally there aren't certain biases that are problematic. No. Because there absolutely is. But I think in Western society, we've got a pretty balanced, fair, I mean... Most of the time. See, that's, that's the issue, isn't it? Because a lot of people won't see it like that. And I think that's, that's where a lot of the issues come from. I, I agree. But it's... See, I'm a, I think we both are. You have to have a certain amount of personal sovereignty, mm. right? That you are an island in of yourself. Mm. Like there are influences and challenges around you, yeah. as there are with everybody. But fundamentally, it's that's for you to grow through. Yeah, you know, it's like, and we all have to take responsibility for that sovereignty. Mm. You know, because I, the more the closer we get to our own personal sovereignty. The more grounded we become, the stronger we become, and the, the the bigger the anchor we become for those around us that we love and care about. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that that's I think that for me personally, I'm not gonna speak for you, but for me personally, when I see certain narratives pushed, uh, like larger global narratives around the left and the right, or male and female, or yeah or um, whether you're gay or straight or whether you identify as this over that or whatever it might be, that I find really disconcerting because it loses people. It, it forgets that, hang on, there are individuals in those so-called groups. Yes. And, and what, individuals... Well, you, sorry, going on. No, no, I was just going to say, individuals with their own, who should be having their own personal sovereignty mm. and who should be making their own decisions. And when we start thinking in terms of people as groups of people, mm. that's why World War Two like, well, happened. Well, that's, that's what, what happened with the Jews and I, that's what happened yeah, with all that. I don't like labels in any shape or form, really. Mm. Um, and I, I was watching a roundtable um, uh, round talk, you know, um, by um, the uh, Smith family. Well, Smith family, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, right, I've, yeah, I've never seen it. You've mentioned Red it before, so she does uh, it with her. It's not with Will Smith, is no, it? No, no, no. It's where well, he has been on some of them, but it's it's Shady Pinker Smith with her mother and often her daughter, um, right. and then they sometimes have celebrities in and things. And and they were doing it um, one on I can't remember it come about because there had been some kind of high profile press thing right. on this issue, but of um, white families adopting black children, right. Um, and like the issues that brings about, okay. Um, because, uh, the the white families are often very obviously well intentioned, but they don't understand a lot of the black cultural issues that children have grow through from right. from tiny things like their their hair is right. is okay. needs to be managed differently. Just just lots of lots and lots of issues. So they had on um the show, um Kristen or oh, I can't think of her second name. The the girl from um. The, the the brunette from uh, Sex and the City, um, the, the actress, she has... Yeah, I'm looking at you so blank right now, yeah. but yeah, okay, I believe She, she yeah. has adopted, I can't think of her surname, but she has adopted two black children. Okay. Uh, and just by herself. I think she's, I think she's a single mum with them. Well, I was just thinking, there are, there are examples I've seen in the past where you have um, 
a black man or woman mm. and a white man or woman, mm. and then the child is normally one of those two. Th- like yeah. they're not necessarily always a mix of the two, yeah. right? Sometimes they are either very white or they are very yeah. black. Yeah. And then you think, well, hang on a second, what happens when those two split up? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. does that dynamic work? Yeah. And yeah. how is that because that happens? Not when. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If sorry, I didn't mean when. But the point is that that probably happens all the time. Yes. Yeah, well, the, this, um, but it was a really interesting discussion, um, and um, and she and, and Kristen, I, can't think, I want to say Scott Thomas, and that's so not the right person. Okay. I can't think of her second name, but um, she went on to say how you know the challenges that she has, and that she she um, uh, really kind of learn a lot about the or learn, every day she learns as much as she can about the culture, and she she has lots of. Um, uh, mum friends that are black that that kind of help her and, and teach her and things and the different issues she has and but she's but she was saying how like her eyes were open to this whole world that she didn't know existed for example when she had the baby in her arms when she was um you know when the baby was a baby uh the boy people would come up to her and go oh he's going to be an amazing basketball player when he's older because right, he's, okay. he's bigger and and how, how much that angered her because it's like, well, he could be anything. Why does he have to be a basketball player just because he's right. tall and black? Right. Um, and so it was these kind of things that, that they, were, they were getting at. And um, there was an issue at the school um, where uh, her daughter had been like looked over for something. I don't, can't remember what it was, some kind of responsibility that she wanted to do and she kept getting looked over. Um, and she went to see the school about it and the teachers said, oh, we don't see colour here. And Jada Pinkett Smith and her mother both rolled their eyes and then they said, oh, that line, when, when, and it's like the, the worst thing for them. But from the other side of the coin, when it's, it's really difficult because when you genuinely don't see, like, we, <coughs> like we've said, we don't see. I mean, I, no. I went to a school in inner city London and half my, my class were um, all different races, nationalities, and I, I genuinely didn't see it, whereas, whereas my, and that's what I grew up with. Whereas my parents grew up in very white Essex and would say the odd silly comment because of ignorance. Well, both of us grew up in an, in environments where we were, um, like as children, that we, we had a healthy environment of white, black, Indian, yeah. like Asian. Like we had a big mix yeah. of people around us as, as children and it was one of the reasons... And when we moved to Dorset, like yeah. we both independently moved to Dorset in England, um, and that's where we met each other, um, The we realised when we moved down there, because we came originally from the southeast of England, we realised when we moved to Dorset that we were like, ah, oh, this is like the whitest part of the yeah, UK, yeah. or one of the whitest parts of the UK. And as we as some of the comments our friends would make oh man as we made friendships in dorset and cultivated friendships and relationships in the community in dorset we realized that oh wow these there's a lot of people here that have never actually really left dorset like going Mm. to london would be a big deal Mm. and many of them have never even seen somebody who on a certainly on a regular basis anybody that isn't white yeah they 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 would have uh, and to see to have somebody in an environment with them who was not a white person would have been something that would have been like kind of flagging on their radar in some way. And we, and it wasn't that people are, it's the same, like we had the same experience or not the same experience, but we had an experience when we were in Malaysia and we landed in Malaysia and we spent a month, well, we spent some time in Malaysia on our travels. 
And I remember just being constant, like people would stop in the street and stare. Yeah, at, like we'd be having lunch and locals would walk past us and literally their whole families would just stop and stare at us um, because we were like these weird Western white people mm. who sat there. So I get it. It's like, I'm sure that's how people felt when they went in some parts of Dorset, mm. right? So that's one of the reasons why we, we left Dorset to go traveling because we, we got two young children. We decided, well... Uh, we don't want our children growing up in having that paradigm. Well, it's we not... noticed it in some of their language as well, didn't we? That they would just see a difference, I suppose. Just they, just some of the things that Annabelle would ask about skin colour. Um... Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely warranted, correct questions. Yeah. Like why is is why is there a difference? Yeah. It's like, and it's a perfectly appropriate question. Just like. The, the difference when someone's got a, a, a stark contrast in skin color it has the same impact on a child as if someone came in and they were a foot taller than everyone else yeah. you know it's like it's a significant change yeah. that warrants a question so um, but by the time we'd finished traveling they don't see it's just like the most normal thing in the yeah. world it's just like okay well it's melanin look where everyone's got melanin in yeah. the skin it's like it's it's just a variation of that like, yeah in fact zach when we put him in the sun for a second, <laughs> goes ridiculously dark yeah. in a split second, and and that's how we explained, yeah. and and they look at look at the whole skin color thing, and people's concerns around people with different skin color is the most ridiculous, yeah, con- like argument in the world. Yeah. They're like, well, what's the difference? It's like it's like having a moan at someone because their hair color is different, and yeah. and that's our view, mm-hmm. but. Coming back round to the purpose of this conversation, it's not to say there shouldn't be cultural changes, political changes, if there are laws, for example, or political biases that that segregate people in terms of their ability to have opportunities, then um, then absolutely those things should be fought. The danger in... in my simple brain is when people identify themselves as a group yeah as opposed to losing their own personal sovereignty and just to put it in a really basic level veganism is the same thing and yeah. god it's going to be some vegans that listen to this who are probably going to hate me now but you see it all the, it's not just veganism you see it with people who do intermittent fasting yeah but that's the you same see it thing with where all you, of those you see things right vegan only groups vegetarian groups do you see meat only groups no no, well, you do. There is. Do you? Oh, yeah, there is. That killed my argument. Yeah, no, no, because there's, <laughs> there's, in the diet world, there's no oppressive side. Okay. You sure? I mean, well, you've got the argument, well, vegans are saving animals. Yeah, and, that's what and I mean, and the environment stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, the, um, but my point is that I think it's important if you've got a goal, in, like to work as a community to, to create a goal, that's fine. But... Um, you have to be really clear on why you're doing those things. And, and if you're doing it to, um, at, the, at the loss of your own personal sovereignty or your own strong beliefs, because that's what the conversation we are having before this, right? Yeah. I was like, because we're now more publicly forward, yeah. the conversation we were having before this episode, because you were like, do I do that photo with my hand up for International Ooh. Women's Day or not? And we were having this debate and I was like, well, hang on a second, what are your do you feel personally that you have been significantly disadvantaged mm. because you're a woman? But that's that's where I was going with the previous bit when I 
because I lost my thread a bit with the whole red table talk and everything, was <laughs> was that I just don't like labels full stop. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I feel like we should all, I know that's, I, I know that's kind of idealistic, right? And that we were all born, we're all born the same. We all can't walk, we can't talk, we're naked. We all come into the same, with no knowledge. You know, we all come into the world the same way. You couldn't walk when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I just feel like that, and then you get all these labels uh, as you grow older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the same with things like, um, I don't know, um, ADHD and ADD. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Do you know you're given all the, all these labels, or, or or you're dyslexic, and and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not saying any of those things aren't a thing. They're they're a thing. But why does that mean that then you you, you have to be part of a group or you can't do something? Well, it creates, or you can a, it something creates, or... creates a sense of them and us. Yeah. And, I just um, don't like it. Let, no. I, well, <laughs> we're both on the same page on that. I think treating people as individuals yeah. and for their own merits is what's important. Again, community is important, absolutely. But the, con- like, the UK, for example, um, I think something like... 30% of all the people that listen to randomly, considering we're from the UK, mm. something like only 34% of all our listeners, observers are from the UK. Mm. The rest are elsewhere. Um, but in the UK, um, Brexit was a massive issue. Yeah. For like is. two, three years, like from 2016, I think mm. it was, or whenever it was. And, um, and what we witnessed, obviously being from the UK, was um, a them and us. There was the people that had voted in and the people that had voted yeah, out. And people were so. very... Like, you could see people who had historically had a good relationship. But if if one had voted one way and one had voted the other, it would be a massive bone of contention between the two parties. Well, it's the same in the States, isn't it? My, um, my cousin and her husband often vote the other way to a lot of their family. Yeah. And they get shunned. Yeah. They yeah. get properly pushed out because and huge Well we arguments. were we were there in the December yeah. of two thousand and nineteen. Yeah. Um and the all the family were together and it was I think it was around the breakfast table and then some Well we were told but we don't bring up don't bring up politics. <laughs> yeah, don't bring up politics, don't bring up Trump, don't bring up any of that stuff. And we didn't. We well, I every now and then dropped it in just because I was curious. But um but I remember going to breakfast and, and there was these these people love each other dearly, right? Yeah. They're and they're they're some of my favourite people. Yeah. You know, they're the most generous generous, kind, like thoughtful group of people. Um but if you just sat where I was sat at the breakfast table <laughs> watching the politics debate going between them, yeah, yeah. you'd think, Jesus Christ, someone's gonna get murdered in a minute. Yeah. And it's because, again, it's identity. It's like, I belong to this group, you belong to that group. When actually, there's a lot more grey. There's a lot more... Yes, exactly. There's a lot more that is shared than that isn't shared. And and the problem with saying... The problem for us, like with National Women's Day, was that, okay, we're in some way, shape or form putting a stake in the ground saying there's more difference than there is shared. And it's like... Well, That's as I say, it's not that there shouldn't true, be a day because I, I, I think it's lovely to celebrate different things and different people and different groups. You're probably going to find out there is a National Men's Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Tuesday. Well, there certainly <laughs> isn't a big deal about it if there is. No, no. Um, but yeah, but it, it was more the kind of I challenge the or, or whatever it was with this statement because I might, I, as I say, I might be completely wrong. I grew up in a 
female dominated household and I went to an all girls school so I, I may be seeing things from a very different point of view but I I one don't feel like I've ever been particularly oppressed by um by being a woman and two if anything I've used it to my advantage absolutely you know I've been in a, a lot of male dominated industries the music industry the events industry the tech industry are all male dominated and that's allowed me to stand out yeah agreed um and well you you can see that in say when you're on Clubhouse, yeah, and and all that kind of stuff, and you are generally the, the, the one that stands out because yeah. it is male dominated. Yeah, exactly. So, so that I mean that's why I have a difficulty here with it. But there is one bugbear I really do actually have with it, um, which again I only discovered as I was typing out my response to this thing. But that's any oppression or difficulty I have found as a woman that goes to work when I have children that that is is the one area where I've I've felt the being a woman and that's because of the guilt right that other women put on you men never do it okay but the the guilt that is implied when you you know your your kids aren't perfectly dressed for that that party or you've right. got the most gift the perfect gift for the the child and you've arrived on time and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. or your house is a mess when somebody pops over unannounced and so oh, yeah. you don't keep a night oh you didn't make those cakes yourself you yeah that's them. it yeah those those were absolutely that's definitely one it's yeah. whenever you hold a dinner party it's like, oh did you make this no i bought it yeah. <laughs> and you, there's that there's that quiet that oh. <laughs> yeah exactly it's exactly those things or if you've got a cleaner and a, a or a or a nanny or anything like that. Oh, you think you're special? Yeah. It's like no, it's because I work my ass off. Yeah. Um, and that 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 really bugs me because it always comes from women. Yeah. It never comes from men. Um, and and there there should be more kindness and more solidarity with women that yeah. we know what each other go through. We yeah. know how difficult it is to to raise a family and and have a career you can absolutely have it both nowadays but don't feel guilty about that no and but doesn't that underline the point that it's about people it's yeah. not about groups mm. like you know there's because there'll be people maybe listening and watching this and going do you know what i'm never listening to another episode of lee and kate because they got it so wrong about i because i had this instant when i was 25 where this awful boss did this to me and did that to me and it was horrendous I'm not taking anything away. I'm not, we're not trying to dismiss some awful experience or belittle some bad experience that you may have had that fits that narrative. All I'm trying to say is that there's, everybody has at some moments, sometimes a lot, sometimes less, of awful moments. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's, that, that, that that's a group. It just means that that person's an arsehole. Yeah. Excuse my language. It's like that person's behaviour was the worst. It's like it, it's like when um, it's like I always take things to like I always think things through to the extreme. Uh, in that, okay, well, if we say we're going to do this, what happens to the extremes? And one of the extremes that came about recently was how people how people should behave in a romantic sense. In a, I think it was predominantly driven in the states. I don't know if this hit the UK yet. Um, where they have to continually ask for consent. So, have you not heard this? Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so for example, oh, wow. let's suggest that you and I have just met, right? Or we've had a couple of dates, right? right? So, if I think, oh, I want to kiss you now. Right. I have to say, is it okay if I kiss you now? 
right? How's and that th- romantic? Right. In any way, and shape, then, or form. And there's there's a whole <laughs> set of stages that are mapped out. So at every stage, the moment I take go think, okay, okay, I want to undo your bra now. Is it okay if I undo oh that? Oh my now? god! Right. So it's partly due to litigation, right? Right. It's and that's why I say the states, yeah. right? Because there's a there's an it's it's all built around the concept of consent, right? Right. That there was never a point where they didn't give consent, right? Right. And and part so it's litigation and it's it's the god awful fear by the male yeah. that oh Christ I could get accused of rape at some yeah, point. Yeah. So the suggestion is that you should take those steps, right? I mean, Jesus Christ, poor sods, poor kids that are, are, are then having to take on that potential burden of, oh, well, I'm, because it's the presumed guilt yeah. rather than innocence, yeah, right? That's so the it's thing, always, isn't it? yeah. yeah. So it's always like, okay, so as a boss, so for, for me, obviously we employ staff. Well, you could argue, well, you're a male boss and you've got female staff, so you're clearly an arsehole. You're clearly going to end up being yeah. in a situation where you're going to make inappropriate gestures, say an inappropriate thing. So, and as somebody who's an employer, like especially in the UK at the time when we had um, staff in the UK, I was constantly aware of okay, I've got to be careful about how I say X, Y, Z because I'm already presumed guilty to a degree. Well, yeah, I mean, because I you... hold a role of a boss and I am male. Well, and you had to be even more careful because our age group of the people we generally tended to hire was between like 16 and 22, 23, wasn't it? Because it was just slightly older, students but yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and it was really late work. So yeah. you'd be coming back at like one, two in the morning. And sometimes yeah. I would be driving yeah. with them. Yeah. At, at those times, yeah. it may be just me and a female member of staff yeah. on the way back. So yeah, you're right. And it's, and there's always uh, like, as a white male, yeah. there's always this sense of, okay, I'm already presumed guilty. And I so, think that is, that is, you're right with the litigation because it's very much a US thing and then the, and then the UK. But you don't get that so much in Europe. No, not, we, we don't see that in France. No. Like we're in France at the moment. We've spent a lot of time in Italy. We've spent a lot of time across Europe. And yeah, it's not, it's not as, there's not yeah. a culture of litigation. No, well, and there's not a culture of, as you said, assumed guilt. Because yeah. um, I, I remember um, with an ex-boyfriend, I was in uh, Bournemouth, um, Bournemouth Beach or somewhere like that. We were wandering around and there was a kid that was lost and they were trying to go up to that kid and say, are you OK? And I was like, don't do that because it was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a worry, you know, because he was... You may a, get accused. Yeah, too. exactly. I was like, I'll go up to them. But even then I've heard that you should, women shouldn't even go up to people yeah. either. Well, um, it was one of the things that put us off... Um, so this is, okay, so there's, there's a, before we go into the rabbit hole of a million different scenarios, the point we're trying to make here is that the moment you start identifying the ways some people into groups. Or in you, labels. In labels. Yeah. What you end up doing is you can, you can take the worst traits of those groups and then just say, okay, prove me wrong. Yeah. Like, because this is a potential risk. And, and it's like, it's like the, it's like a, I'm going to call it the Rottweiler syndrome, right? Meaning that everyone's got this cartoon-esque view of what a Rottweiler is. And so they assume that every Rottweiler they ever see in their lives is going to tear their throat out. It's yeah. like, no, that's not the case. Yeah, they're actually really soppy, a lot of them. Yeah, there's, there's actually a lot of Rottweiler owners out there who say they're the most wonderful, kind, 
amazing dogs on the planet and yeah. I wouldn't have any other type of dog. Or to make it more simple, just big dogs in general. Yeah. It's like, oh, if it's a large dog, then yeah, yeah, they're a nightmare because they're, they're just... It's like, no. And that goes for... So it's like we're more... As, as human beings and as people, we're more sophisticated than this. The media and politics and social media and that lot will have you believe that we're not that sophisticated, that we do like to label and put people in groups because it creates combat and attention mm. and it pushes certain agendas and narratives. But we have a responsibility as individuals to step apart from that and go, no, I'm not buying into that. Mm. Like, I will take you as a human being, as a person, as somebody that... I will look at and turn and say, well, okay, well, what do you represent? What is your character? What yeah. do you, are you competent? Are you capable? Yeah. Are you kind? Are you those things? And that's how we should be. I think if we all took that view, the world would be a way kind of place. Down, it, I was, you just took the words out of my mouth, actually. It comes down to kindness. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, uh, that's, if, it, as I say, my bugbear with, with the whole women's thing, when women are the ones that judge women, that comes down to kindness. It does, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that... And when you buy... And that's been our reservation with you doing this celebration on, on Monday or buying into that narrative because it feels in some way that we're... That by doing so, you're pushing a narrative that is is the antithesis of what you really believe. Yeah. Like the, the, the personal sovereignty is what matters. Is everybody has challenges. Everybody yes. has, there's, everybody's subjected. Like we got personally labelled by an individual at the beginning of the COVID crisis because in their mind we were perceived to have something that they didn't. Yeah. And so they wanted to, they, they painted, they, they caricatured who we were and then, and then labelled us and then just said, right, I'm going to just vilify this caricature. Mm. And it was so detached from who we were as people. Mm. And we got a bit of a glimpse of, oh, that's what it's like to yeah. have to have somebody aggressively pursuing a label that, that's, that completely dehumanises yeah. us, right? And that's all labels and groups and that do. It, it removes the, it, the human aspect. And it's a really irresponsible and lazy way of dealing with people i think yeah and and as as you said before if you kind of buy into it as one of those people you're almost kind of accepting that there is a perceived weakness yeah and, that, and that's what it feels like with the with the women's day stuff it's just like oh we we have to have all this i did this despite the fact that i'm a woman woohoo you know yeah, and it's like, like that, that why not celebrate the fact it, you're a woman exactly. there's a lot of strength like there's yeah. so many strengths about being a woman yeah. that a man We'll never have. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's there's no despite aspect. To no, that's that's what I feel, and and I guess people would say that Women's Day is is absolutely what you said. It is a celebration of women, but if that's the case, then why not have a celebration of men? Yeah. Yeah, and and have a. Well, or be or be clearer about yeah. the cel the the fact that it's about celebrating the strengths. Yes. It's not about anchoring to some perceived oppression or perceived yeah. slight yes because and that, it's also that we've moved on from that because there yeah. was oppression absolutely and just yeah. like there has been oppression of different races and stuff and, and there still is in, in different parts of the world but when you've moved on from that when as you said earlier we've got in the uk we've had female prime ministers and female leaders of like every business that you can imagine um you know some really 
fundamental female people, then why are we still going, oh, but, you know... Yeah, I mean, it's never been a, in business. I, I can honestly say that I, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was male or female dominated in our business interactions because no. I genuinely, genuinely feel it's a massive mix. Yeah. Like, whether it's leadership roles in those businesses or the business owners themselves or yeah. whatever it is. I, I genuinely couldn't say it's absolutely male-dominated. Well, there are certain industries, yes. like the photo booth hire industry, yeah. was predominantly male yeah. because it was because photographers were predominantly male. Yeah. But there's an important point to remember here, and that is some people might perceive, um, oh, well, that's because women are pushed out. It's like, no, it's not. It's because... That industry lent itself to characteristics that men like. Mm. Like, us, the, whether we like it or not, there are fundamental characteristic changes or differences between a man and a woman. Mm. And there are going to be people listening to this that might be going, no, it's not. It's all social constructs and you're talking nonsensely. But um, I don't believe I am. I think we men have a propensity to lean towards... Um, more technical, like, there's a reason why we like gadgets and we like all of that nonsense, mm. whereas women tend to lean towards more um, creative. Kind of creative, emotional, and all mm. of those types of connections. And um, Jordan Peterson, um, who I'm obviously a fan of, um, he talks about how, yeah, if you look at it in... In major groups, it's very there are more similarities and there are differences mm. between men and women, but you only really see the differences between men and women when you take it to the extremes. Mm-hmm. And when you take it to the extremes, you're the first thing you'll see is <clears throat> the vast majority of people in prison are men, mm-hmm. and the vast majority of reasons why they're in prison is because of violence. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, that's not the case for women. Mm. And um, I can't remember what country it was. It was something like um, Sweden or something like that where they effectively did a whole thing about removing um, any kind of social constant, like trying mm-hmm. to really drive, uh, push away the idea of social narratives yeah. and everything. And um, he talks about the fact that in the main, people still felt that, they, that it showed that women predominantly went into think, occupations that were more nursing, mm-hmm. orientating, the caring... And men predominantly went into the engineering yeah. side. It's like there's there are characteristical traits mm. around that. But yeah, I was talking with a, a another mum about that actually recently, um, who's got two older girls and a younger boy, and your um, stepsister has got the same dynamic. She's got a, a, a an older girl and then um, a middle boy, mm-hmm. and. We were talking about the differences because um, he... Do you remember he w- used to wear a tutu all the time? Yeah, because his sister because had a tutu. Yeah, so he and he really, really liked yeah. it. Um, and she was saying that, that how interesting that she'd found that her littlest... Her, her youngest, her boy, with two older girls, um, would, like, play with the Barbies and stuff that they left around, but immediately went to the cars. Yeah. Even though they hadn't really even got any cars at the time because yeah. they had two older girls, but he would find like something with wheels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that hadn't been put through yeah. at all. They hadn't been it hadn't even been bought, hadn't been encouraged. It was just something he naturally kind of gravitated towards, which I, I found was really interesting. Um but it's interesting what you say about Sweden because something I think I, it is Sweden. Yeah. Something I really like about Tony Robbins is he, he says that there is male and female energy. 
right. in everything. Right. Um, and that it's about working with those energies. And it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It's, yeah. it's about um, using whatever energy you identify with or you, you can harness. Uh, and again, whether you're gay, straight, it doesn't matter. But just using those energies and how you, you, un- you work with them. And, and um, I know I bring her up a lot, but Sarah Blakely, right. she, um, she was in a... I've mentioned this on another podcast, but when she was going into, into working for herself for business, she was at a cocktail party. It was, only, it was when she just started... And this group of men had heard that she'd started up her own business and were being um, a little bit kind of, um, you know, putting her down a little bit. And, and they said, um, oh, did they say something like, oh, it's war out there. That was, that was right. the words. They said, oh, you know, you'll, you'll be eaten alive. It's war out there kind of thing. And she went home and she cried. And it wasn't because she, she was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it kind of thing. She was just like, why does it have to be like that? Yeah. It doesn't, why does it have to be war? It doesn't have yeah. to be war. And, since, and she's already, always led with a very feminine energy. She hasn't been like, you know, the power suit and the kind of, um, you know, Wolf of Wall Street type male. Yeah. Um, even though she's a phenomenally success, successful salesperson, even before she did what she does. Yeah. Um, it's always been with a feminine energy. And it, it was with an interview with Tony Robbins that she was describing that and, and he was tearing up and he was saying, you know, I have a feminine energy. Did you right. say, I'm a really big guy and I'm a very kind of guy's guy, but yeah. I cry like a baby. He's right. like, it's nothing to do with whether you're, you're straight or gay or, or, or you know, manly or, or, or womanly or whatever the words would be. I can't think of the right words, but it, it's just about harnessing the energy that you're more comfortable with. Yeah. And, um, you know, and people will, will come to you that are of a similar way and, you know, will, will feel the, your energy and identify with that. And, and it's just about using that. I mean, because I, I, with the in, uh, photo booth industry, it, you know, as, although it was kind of male dominated, obviously the clients are often female. Yes. And so I'd use the yeah. kind of like empathy that women naturally well, have. Well, we would say that to our staff and yeah. to our franchisees, whenever they, they were female, we yeah. would... I was quite blatant about it. I was like, look, you've got an advantage, yeah. an immediate advantage over everybody else because the, um, our customers are predominantly female. Yeah. And, and especially in the wedding market. I mean, Christ. Yeah. It's like a woman speaking to a woman about a woman. Uh, a woman speaking to a woman about a woman. A woman, <laughs> a woman speaking to a woman about a wedding is going to have far more understanding about what that means yeah. in, in, emotionally than a man speaking to a woman. Yeah. Like, us guys would get it to a yeah. point, but it, there's another level yeah, with yeah. women to women on that. Um, but yeah, again, it's that, I suppose this goes back to what we've said in, in previous episodes about um, this concept that you're not fully formed. Mm-hmm. And if you live your day-to-day and your life on the premise that you, you are still not fully formed and you may never be fully formed. So your opinions are not fully formed. No. Your, your character is, is not fully formed. It's constantly adapting, growing, learning all the time. And I think what happens is, is when people join a, a group and then say, right, this is my label, this is my group, I'm a vegan or I'm a whatever it is or I'm a feminist yeah. or I'm whatever it is. It's like the assumption is, okay, I'm this fully formed human being and I'm anchoring myself to this narrative. Yeah. Because I've done all the learning I need to do. Yeah. I, am, I, I know everything they need to know now. And the way I see the world is this. Yeah, yeah. And it needs to be fixed. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to anchor myself to this ideology, mm. whatever that ideology is. Mm. 
and I'm going to correct the world to fit that ideology. And it's like, that's an exceptionally arrogant, in my view, version of the world. Because yeah. none of us should be taking that. I think it's absolutely 100% important that we should all fight any source of oppression, mm. right? We should, um, we should all be aware of it and we should treat people kindly. But you should absolutely not think, okay, well, I already understand it all and, and that narrative suits my gender and I'm going to oppose that group. Yeah. Because that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I was about to say I completely agree, but you know that anyway, which is why we, we kind of jumped on this. But it's, um, yeah, it just felt like something that we needed to to say, whether we've lost some followers or not. From Some potential franchisees going, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Well, no, but it's important that people know who we are, really, isn't it? It's like we, we've always said that about this podcast, that... This is who we are, what's and all. We wanted to share our story and, and how we think on the world. Um, and yeah, that, that's just I, us. We're, that's something, I guess that's a label you could give us, is that we're kind of as honest as we can be. Yeah, and I, I mean, fundamentally, we believe, and I, I think we, we had it reaffirmed to us during our travels, mm. right? When we travel, so we travel, for, if this is your first episode from about 2018, um, through to um, 2020, um, we, we travelled around the planet, planet full-time. And um, we already had a lot of these kind of ideas already formed in our heads because we're not kids and, um, and we were fully formed adults by the time we went travelling. Fully formed adults, shouldn't have said that. We were adults when we started travelling. <laughs> um, but the point is... That emotionally all of, adults is what you mean. Huh? Emotionally formed. Em, emotionally formed <laughs> adults. So by the time we, we were travelling, we had all of this kind of reinforced upon us in terms of it doesn't matter what culture you're from. It doesn't matter what colour skin is. It doesn't matter what sexual preferences you might have. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. We're all human beings and we should all be treated with respect, mm-hmm. love, kindness... Like, all of those things. And, okay, we should be on our guard for those that want to do us harm. Fine. But we should never group anybody into anything. I think that's the thing, isn't it? To me, it perpetuates it. Yeah. Because I know there's a hell of a lot of people in the world that don't think like us. And they do oppress people. And I completely understand that, um, you know, uh, black people, women, lots of these, these groups have been oppressed are oppressed 100%, yeah. and and um and i completely get that that that's a fact of the world and i've seen it and, and if anything when so on some of our travels we've we've experienced it yeah as being way, a yeah. foreigner in, in another country we, we get a little bit of it here in france occasionally oh um, yeah i mean we've had racist um situations come to us yeah. when we were in cyprus and we've certainly had it here in france and southern france because there's very few people here that speak English and we're the outsiders and so on. So we definitely, we're very familiar with what it is to be on the other yeah, side. Yeah, our, our kids experienced it in France, didn't they, when they were in a play area? And, no, Cyprus. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Cyprus, where the Cypriot kids kind of ganged up against them and stuff. So, so I, I get it, but I just think by, by creating these groups all the time, 
these women only well as i say it's not that you can't have a women only group because as you said it's it's nice to have that great. community but, but don't create them in us yes they don't don't have the, the opposite the where you're not allowed to have a, a man's group or a straight yeah. group or whatever but yeah that that's the thing by by doing that you're perpetuating this message that, you, that there's this need to stand to, to stand apart well we we had this yeah so I think the community side should be about all about celebrating the strengths and the wins that that community is having, right? It shouldn't be about beating over the head another group. Mm -hmm. And I had this really interesting... So um, we have franchisees that are black, right? And um, like we have the most wonderful relationship with um, our franchisees mm -hmm. and, and I'm very grateful for it. Um, and when the Black Lives Matter, like when that awful, god awful situation happened in the States um, with the police officer and, and the guy, um, uh, the whole thing came out about he couldn't breathe and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then the Black Lives Matter movement happened. Um, nobody knew which way was up. Like you could see that across social media, you could see that across businesses trying to, like, kind of send out messages and everybody's sending out this kind of stuff of support and every, all this kind of stuff. And, and franchisees uh, who are black reached out to me and said, I, do you think we should be making a statement out as a company and, um, about this? And I, and I said, and, and they were really kind about it. They said, look, Lee, I know exactly where you stand. Um, I, I know that that, that colour has never been something we've ever had to discuss in fact you've always been you've always been incredibly supportive and it's not even been part of the topic no never felt that it was part of the topic and it's always been about who they are as a human being that's yeah. and that's how we treat everybody and, and he said but do you think you should be making a statement out about a company uh, it was right in the heat of all of it mm. when there was a load of like it was like white hot at yeah. the time and everyone was putting posts up with black yeah like just completely black yeah. uh, posts and all this kind of stuff so do you think we as a company should be saying a post uh, a post and making some statements and i i responded and said look i will do whatever you like i'm i'm happy to sit down with you have a discussion and because you understand this situation differently to how i understand the situation mm -hmm. because you're black and I'm white, and you, there are there there are um, circumstances that you've experienced that I I I have never had. So if you feel that as a company we should be making a statement, um, then I'm happy to walk like talk that through, and we can work out something that we should publish. However, there's one caveat: the company, us as a company, or individually, you should not benefit from that statement mm. in any way, shape, or form. We should not get any social kudos out of it. We should not get any profile raising out of it. We shouldn't get anything out of it. Because it's an awful situation that's come off the back of this American incident. And I absolutely refuse to have our company benefiting in any way, shape, or form mm. from what is an awful event. And, and that's what it felt like, didn't it? That a lot of companies were, were inadvertently, but were benefiting. Oh, it's, it, made, it made my skin crawl. You yeah. saw these companies jumping on the bandwagon because yeah. they knew it would get them more likes, yeah. more follows. It would graze their reach. Yeah. Like I saw an awful, awful post the other day um, on Instagram where someone put um, send a heart 
for all those that died in 2020 because of COVID. Right, and that was their post. Right. And I was like, what a cynical, awful way to try and get reach and yeah. likes and heart like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and raise your profile. Yeah. Because you know someone's going to see that and like it. And I yeah. thought, it just made those types of... Um, I see it as manipulative, mm. like jumping on the bandwagon activities and it's it's and it just makes my skin crawl yeah. because it doesn't there's no value created for the people that are interacting that no. have generally lost somebody who are hurting or anything else they yeah. get nothing out of that but the person that's created the post suddenly gets all these likes yeah and it's all different this if exposure. it's like i don't know for every every heart i get i'll donate 10 pounds towards something a hundred percent yeah, yeah. yeah. if it's different. like it's not an it, they they present it as an altruistic move yeah like a virtue signaling like this is this is my stance on this, yeah. and aren't I wonderful? And and yeah, really, what I'm doing is I'm saying this so I can get all this exposure. Yeah, and that's what so many companies did around that time, and that's what I said um, uh, to these guys in the franchise. I was just like, a hundred percent. We don't even need to do it now. Yeah, we can wait for this white heat to dissipate, and we can create some initiatives over the over the coming months, mm-hmm. years, whatever. Happy to, if you've got stuff that you feel that we're not doing enough of, or um, or there's is there's a route we can go. I'm open to yeah. suggestions, because we were as horrified by those events as yeah, every, as anybody with a heart would be, but you've just. But again, it was this identity politics, this group stuff, yeah. and all this kind of stuff mixed with this toxic jumping on the bandwagon from people trying yeah. to get virtual signal or get more likes get more. Yeah. And it was like oh it's like that's not that's not what how we should be yeah. reacting that's um that's a very to my mind that was a cynical approach to something that should have meant should be more yeah yeah i mean not by everyone but by some definitely. yeah 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 so so yeah so there we go that was it, it it's a it's a it's a snake pit to try and navigate. Yeah, that's the ab- problem absolutely. with all these. All of like... these things are, and it and it was a kind <coughs> of. It feels like a difficult subject that we've kind of broached tonight, but it but it also felt like something that I needed to do. Off the as you say, we've been kind of raising our profile and getting off the fence, I suppose. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It is getting off the fence, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. like when people try and be political with their statements about oh, and well, that's how this came about as well because. You were like, well, maybe I should just do it because I've just been asked to do it. And it's only, and I was like, yeah, but oh, I, in I, three years time, yeah. four years time, you could be like, you could be making the statements like you are tonight, yeah. and someone saying, well, you're a hypocrite because you did this on. Well, that's what being on the fence does, right? I mean, I, I I'm a hundred percent guilty for always being on the fence a lot of the time because I don't like confrontation. I like to kind of hear everybody's point of view. I'm very open minded. And I pride myself on all of those qualities, but at the same time, you do have to kind of make a stand for what you believe in. Yeah. And um, or not even make a stand, but just you know, just put your flag in the in the ground and say, "This is me." Yeah. And what and, we so to, to box off what we believe in as a couple and as a family is personal sovereignty. Yeah. To treat everybody as human beings. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they've got. Doesn't, Wet feet, yeah, or yeah absolutely. Or, like, absolutely. It doesn't matter any of that matters. It's like treat people with kindness, love, respect, all that respect. And if it's a role that you're employing for, it's like are they competent and capable? Yeah, like age, 
race, sex, none of that. Like the group mentality, grouping people, I think is what we're always opposed to, isn't mm. it? Because it's like it dehumanizes people and it's a catalyst for some abhorrent behaviour, I yeah. think. And um and we're quite anti that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and and that not that International Women's Day is that because I really don't want to suggest that it is because it's not. It's it's a celebration of women, which is great. Yeah. But there is a subtext, yeah. though. Of... Well, people use it as a subtext. I think right. that's the problem. I think the actual day, or whoever may have created it, was no a idea. Yeah. yeah, but I think it has been. It, used and twisted in ways that it shouldn't be as these things often are well that's the problem with groups yes. right that's a, like, yeah. it's important to be part of communities and everything else and to celebrate aspects but yeah you've got to just you, you can't ch- the reality is you're never going to change that nonsense no. all you can change is your how how you treat people and what your standards are yes. right and you've got to constantly hold yourself to a consistently high standard and that's what we try and do it's like yeah. okay what standard do we hold for ourselves and Stick to it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I feel like high-fiving you after that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we will see you tomorrow. Yeah, I think we got through that. We might not have any listeners after today. <laughs> right, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.